In this episode, I tell you about the dark sides of entrepreneurship and selling on Amazon. You're listening to the Amazon Private Labeler Show podcast, hosted by seven-figure e-commerce seller and digital entrepreneur, Nick Landowski. This is the show to get the tips and strategies to take your business to the next level. So strap in and get ready, because it's time to escape the rat race and build your own e-commerce empire. Let's do this. Hey, hey, everybody. What is going on? How the heck is your day going? Thanks for tuning in. Glad that you guys can make it for yet another episode of the Private Labeler Show. What are we at here? Episode number 124. So thanks for tuning in and thanks for all the support that the podcast has been getting. It is awesome. And uh, guys, just a little bit here. I'm going to break down something a little bit different. I'm going to talk about the dark sides of online entrepreneurship and some of the downsides of becoming a solopreneur, doing things like selling on Amazon or, or basically just having your own business online. So what I've kind of discovered is that a lot of content creators or people don't really talk about what I'm about to talk about. Um, I figured it was about time for me to open up and share some thoughts kind of at a deeper level, again, about some of the dark sides of the business. And I hope you guys will benefit from it. I think you will. I hope you find some value in what I'm about to have to say, because I think it's really, really important that we start talking about this more and more in our community. So, but before we get started on that, I just want to cover a couple quick things. Sales tax update. Uh, What do we got here? The state of South Carolina, guys. South Carolina has fallen. Yes. Uh, So Amazon's going to be taken care of, I think, effective immediately, uh, the the state of South Carolina. And if you guys seen last week, I posted in the Facebook group, but the state of California has fallen as well for sales tax, which is awesome. And again, I don't know the all the technicalities of the California one. There's some some more to it. It's not so cut and dry, I don't think. But uh, I also heard, I don't know if this is true, and I think the state of Colorado is close behind. So hopefully those dominoes kind of keep on falling. And As I recommended in the past, obviously talk to your tax professionals about this, but um, you should at least be collecting sales tax in your home state at a minimum. Obviously, it all varies on the state that you're in and and the laws and the sales tax laws, how it's all set up. So, you know, maybe that's not cut and dry advice for everybody, but for a lot of us still, uh, make sure you're using a software like TaxJar or whatever to help you with that process. That seems to be the popular route there. So you can look at my resources page for a link to that. So that's all good news. Just wanted to share that with you guys. And other thing real quick, uh, if you haven't yet downloaded my hot 20 products or hot 20 picks of products to look into selling on Amazon, make sure you go to privatelabelershow.com forward slash hot 20 and get that downloaded. So I haven't mentioned that a little bit, but I know a lot of you guys have been enjoying that. So I had a good time putting that together for you guys. So hopefully you're finding that useful and helpful. And um, I recently did a, a podcast a little while ago with uh, Michelle Barnum-Smith about chatbots and ManyChat. And I had a lot of great feedback about that episode. So I'm kind of curious if somebody's listening out there, if you are really good with ManyChat or chatbots and you use it for your e-commerce business uh, or your Amazon business or whatever, if you're really good with it and you had a lot of success with it, please reach out to me. I would love to talk to you, possibly have you on the podcast as a guest, just kind of like a real world example there. So uh, reach out to me if that is you. I would, again, love to talk to you. And uh, finally, guys, 
Please subscribe to the show. If you're listening on YouTube, please hit that subscribe and notifications bell. I greatly appreciate it. And if you haven't left a review yet for the podcast, we're at 145 reviews. Let's see if we can get up to 150 in the month of May. I would greatly appreciate your guys' help with that. So go to privatelabelershow.com forward slash iTunes or just search the podcast on iTunes and leave me an awesome review if you think I'm doing a good job with the podcast. Again, I would greatly appreciate it. I, I read everyone, and every time I get a review, it uh, it's exciting. So thank you in advance for that. All right, so let's get after it here now. So I wanted to talk about this topic for quite a while now, but for whatever reason, I've I kind of neglected it until now. So I realized if I'm thinking a lot about this stuff, and if if this stuff is affecting me, it might be affecting a lot of other people. So I figured let's just get it out there. So. I wanted to dive into a couple of the dark sides of being a entrepreneur, Amazon seller, whatever you want to call yourself, a digital entrepreneur, somebody that kind of lives the laptop lifestyle, works from home, whatever it might be. Now, over the past, I'd say five or 10 years, this kind of lifestyle has been growing like crazy. And we only typically see like the glamorized version of it. We see people on social media uh, or on Instagram or whatever, YouTube, they're you know, they're traveling the world and they got their, their e-commerce business and they're going to all these cool locations and they're on the beach and they're zip lining in the jungle or they're driving their, their Lamborghinis. Like basically we see that, that wow side. And that's again, what attracts us. We're like, wow, that's so cool. Like I want to live that fantasy life. And, uh, very rarely, if ever, do you hear about or see the negative aspects, the downsides and the dark sides. So Again, that's what I'm going to dive into. And, you know, if you're listening to this and you kind of want to go down this rabbit hole of, of online entrepreneurship or quitting your job, which I guess is a lot of you listening do want that or already have that, uh, you should, again, just be fully aware of some of the downsides that I'm about to share. Now, for all you guys that don't know my story exactly, well, I've been kind of living that lifestyle to a degree for like the past five years or so. Um, you know, my life has changed dramatically ever since I, I had quit my job and kind of went in a different way with this online stuff. And with all the positives I have shared and experienced over the years, again, there are negatives. There's some big negatives. And I'm going to dive into those again. So hopefully you can relate to this on uh, some level or some shape or form. Now, the first thing that I want to dive into, guys, and talk about is, and this isn't just me, this is actually talked about, you know, more than you think, but entrepreneurship, guys working from home can be very lonely. Okay. It really, really can be. One of the things that I honestly miss the most about having a regular job is just the daily social interaction with coworkers, with bosses, with customers, things like that. And I haven't had that in many years now. And, um, a lot of you guys might be able to relate to that. You know, I typically work from home and, um, you know, I, over time have started to miss the daily human interaction that I had with my past job. And you know, you might have that coworker that drives you nuts or that boss that drives you nuts, but uh, you know, we've all been there, but you actually kind of start to miss things like that over time. And you know, I don't know the exact statistics for this, but I keep seeing this over and over again. And they keep saying that depression is extremely high for entrepreneurs. Now, again, I don't know all the reasons for that, but I think one of the reasons might be is that, uh, again, the, the loneliness factor. But the other reason I think too as well is that entrepreneurs are kind of a different breed. Uh, I believe entrepreneurs' brains work a little bit different than most people. 
And entrepreneurs typically by nature are looking to solve problems and their brains are constantly looking at the world and trying to figure out problems and solve problems. So, you know, like an extreme example would be that everybody would know would be like Elon Musk, uh, the kind of the ultimate entrepreneur. And you would think that he'd be, you know, he's a super successful guy that he's really, really happy. Well, it turns out he's not a happy guy and you can kind of see that in him. He was actually on, uh, what was it, Joe Rogan's podcast some months back and he made some comments about, you wouldn't want to be me. You know, you wouldn't want my life. You wouldn't want to, to think about the things I have to think about on a daily basis. And you almost kind of felt bad for him. And yeah, I know that's an extreme example, but, you know, depression, again, is known to be really high amongst entrepreneurs. So that's just kind of something to think about. But here's what's helped me and probably what's helped a lot of you guys. So, you know, instead of working from home all day, um, you know, by yourself or whatever. And, and some of you guys, you know, you might have, you know, kids at home or your significant other, you know, works from home too. So, you know, everybody's situation is a little bit different, but on the, on, on the flip side, you know, maybe your kids are at school or maybe your, your significant others at work again. So you might have a lot of days where you're by yourself. What I would recommend that you do, if you're not already doing it is, is you know, like hit up the coffee shops. Okay. So your Starbucks or your regular coffee shops, or whatever. And even if you don't talk to the people at the coffee shops or what, what have you, at least you're around the social interaction and you can bring your laptop with you and, and, and all that will kind of help you kind of break up the day a little bit. Um, also to look for co-working spaces. Most major cities will have co-working spaces in the city I live in, you know, they're expanding everywhere. It seems like there's co-working offices opening up all over the place. So look online and check those out and you can um, usually get like a monthly rate, you know, it's usually around a hundred bucks or so where you can kind of have shared office space with other entrepreneurs, maybe other Amazon sellers, who knows, that you can kind of network with and talk with and, and things like that. And it kind of breaks up the day a little bit. Um, other things that have helped me that might help you as well. Uh, if you look on meetup.com, typically for most cities, there are meetups for Amazon sellers. There are meetups for e-commerce sellers, people, digital nomads, you name it, people that are in the same boat as you. And you can network with them and, and kind of have people that you can relate to and talk to and talk shop and talk business with. And I think all that is very helpful because to be honest, guys, I don't know about you, but if I go out with, uh, if I go out with friends or hang out with friends, you know, on the weekends or at night or whatever, um, they don't understand, like they understand kind of what I do, but they can't really relate to it. So therefore it's difficult to talk shop if I got an issue or anything like that. And it, it's, it's kind of hard to communicate sometimes about, you know, people like to vent about work or talk about work and, and, um, you know, it, it's kind of difficult when your friends on your social, in your social circle don't have any clue, like your world is taboo to them. So if you can kind of get people in your circle a little bit that understand are on the same wavelength as you, I find that very helpful. So check that stuff out. All right. So moving on to the next thing I want to talk about, and that is work-life balance. Now, it seems like we're all trying to achieve some sort of balance in life. And what I can tell you is that for me personally, uh, work-life balance really doesn't exist all that much, very little. And I think that's true for just about anybody that is a quote-unquote entrepreneur, somebody that's running a business, somebody that uh, you know is running an uh, e-commerce business, online business, doesn't really matter. Like you're kind of always tied into it. You're, you're always thinking of different things to implement, jumping on the computer to check this or that or to do this or that real quick. And, uh, you know, and that's okay. And that's just part of the gig. But uh, what I have found is that when I used to have uh, a regular gig, just like a lot of you guys might still have, like there's a bigger, clearer line of work-life balance. Meaning, you know, if I'm working nine to five every day, when I'm done at five, a lot of times it's like, that's it. 
Uh, I'm not truly really thinking about work all that much. You know, I get in my car, I, I drive home. And once I'm at home, it's like, you know, that's your sanctuary. You, you can sit on the couch, you can crack a, uh, crack a beer, watch the game, hang out with friends and family. And it's, you know, you're not in work mode, really. You're just kind of in relax mode. You're in chill mode. You're, you're kind of living your life. And then maybe you go back to work the next morning or on that Monday, and then you're in grind mode. But there's more of a line. And I'm almost kind of, kind of envious of people that have that sort of lifestyle, okay, like most people. Like when I'm hanging out with friends and things like that, I, I constantly think about that. I'm like, you know, they're not, they don't have to deal with work issues right now. Like they're done with work for the day and, you know, they're just hanging out now and just, you know, being themselves and things like that. So again, I'm just a little bit envious of that lifestyle, so to speak, but, you know, that's just something to kind of think about. So if you strive for a lot of work-life balance, especially when you're first getting started out, starting a business or anything like that. Uh, you're going to really struggle with that because obviously, uh, you know, e-commerce never sleeps. It's, it's going on all day long and that requires your attention in a lot of cases. So, you know, things that I have done that you guys might want to consider doing that will help you a little bit with the separation of like relaxed time and work time and things like that. Um, if you work from your house or you plan on working from home, Try to create clear areas of like where's a work area in your house and where's a non-work area. So as an example, I don't bring my laptop in my room, my bedroom with me. I don't bring it in, you know, my kitchen with me. I don't bring it in my living room. Like those are areas that are non-work mode areas. That's just for me. That's just for, for relaxing or whatever. But I have designated areas where I do work and I find that that kind of helps me at least with a little bit of balance of like knowing when to work and when not to be so attached to the business and things like that. So the next downside that I want to talk about here is this whole concept of like being your own boss and and kind of what that really means. And it sounds so exciting, you know, like, oh, I'm my, I'm my own boss. And, you know, people might say, Nick, you're so lucky, man. You're, you're your own boss. You don't have anybody on top of you. You can do what you want to do. And it's like, hey, that sounds great, right? And it, and it is kind of cool for a little bit. Um, but reality kind of sets in and here's what I miss or here's what I notice. So when you work for a regular job, a regular company, corporation or whatever, let's just say you're, you're a cashier at Walmart or something like that. Um, that company, Walmart is the foundation is already there. The structure is already there and you're just a part in the machine. So that's really easy. And you just perform your duties and you don't have to worry about all these different things. You don't have to wear all the different hats. Like your job is just to do what you got to do and the company already created the entire structure for you and you just execute it. And you know, you have a boss that holds you accountable and you may not like that boss, but what I have come to appreciate is accountability. So having, you know, a boss holding you accountable to your job to make sure you're doing it good or correctly, it's not a bad thing. So when you don't have that, if you're self-employed and you are your own boss, again, sounds glamorous, uh, you start to realize that, man, not having anybody hold me accountable to all these things that I need to do isn't a good thing. It's kind of It kind of becomes a negative. It's a downside. And if you're not self-motivated and disciplined on a hardcore level each and every day, your business is going to suffer, okay? You're not going to get as much done. And, you know, there are a lot of days where I wake up and I'm like, man, I just don't really feel like going at it today. I just don't really feel like doing anything. And again, there's nobody holding me accountable. So again, it's kind of nice. And, you know, friends might be like, oh, wow, you can, you can just blow off work any day you want or anytime you want and, and go hang out and do whatever. And it's like, yeah, that's cool. But when you do that 
far too often or a handful of days in a week, then it starts to become a negative. Like you're not getting anything done. You're not feeling productive and you start to feel bad about it. Okay. So this being uh, self-employed or working from home, like it requires a lot of discipline and, you know, daily discipline. And if, again, if you don't have that structure of that company, like a Walmart or whatever, and a boss to hold you to what you need to do, then it's really difficult because, you know, you, you quit your job and you're starting your own thing. It's a blank slate. Like you need to create the structure. You need to set your days up and you need to hold yourself accountable. So it, it's, uh, it's a lot easier said than done. So the next topic that I want to bring up here real quick, and this is something you might not really be thinking about, but uh, I think it's really, really important just to kind of, kind of bring up. This is definitely uh, something to think about, something uh, you know, like a negative aspect of entrepreneurship, um, and that is health and healthcare coverage. So when you have a traditional employer, Typically, one of the things that you get from them as, as a perk or benefit is things like health coverage, uh, vision, dental, stuff like that, stuff that you take for granted. And, you know, I remember the, the last employer I had, I think it was only like 80 bucks a month. I got really good health care coverage and all these other benefits. So I just kind of assumed and always took that for granted that I would have that stuff because for most of my adult life, I've worked for companies that provided benefits and, and all that stuff, which is great. And when you quit your job and, and you want to start a business you're an entrepreneur or whatever, even if it's just quit your job to start an online e-commerce business, uh, guess what? If you want healthcare coverage, you got to go buy it. And chances are, it's not going to be cheap. Okay. It's really expensive. So I went from spending like 80 bucks a month for really good coverage to nearly $400 a month for really crappy coverage. And I get that everybody's situation is different. Depends upon which country you live in, which state you live in, you know, it, does your husband or wife, uh, can you jump on their plans? I, I get that everybody has different circumstances, but this was just kind of a shell shock for me, especially, um, you know, when I, when I wasn't making much money to start out with, uh, you know, with, with my online businesses and, th and things like that, when, when uh, you know, the income was kind of all over the board and then to get kicked in the teeth by like, hey, you got to buy this really expensive, super crappy healthcare. Uh, enjoy, you know, like that was just a big shock and like a big downside, big negative. And again, I just got so accustomed to having that good healthcare coverage through my employers and things like that. So just kind of want to throw that out there. I know most people don't really think about that, but it's, it's just important to kind of get out there. And, you know, just like a side note, I thought I would bring this up. Um, I, I think this is because I work in front of a computer a lot and we're staring at screens all day in this line of work. But my eyesight has kind of really been crappy the past few years. And I never really had problems before. I always had pretty good vision. But what I notice is that, you know, especially at night from night driving, it's like, man, my eyes just went from like good to pretty bad. And it could be anything, but I, I'm kind of thinking that it's because I'm staring at a screen all day. I'm staring at my laptop all day. And then when I'm not staring at my laptop, what are we, we're all staring at our phones. And I don't know if anybody else, if you're listening to this, if you can kind of relate to that, but I've actually heard people in our community talk about that, that their eyesight as well, since they're staring at screens all day, seems to be kind of kind of jacked up. So just a, just a little bit of a side point there. And then other things too, you know, a lot of us, if we're online entrepreneurs, what are we doing? Like we're sitting in a chair all day, staring at screens and, and we're not being active. We're not being mobile. Um, my past job required me to be very active constantly all the time, walking, lifting, doing, doing all sorts of stuff. 
And, uh, you know, it was a good workout, but again, just kept the blood pumping. But when you're, you may be in an office job as well. You know, you're sitting in front of that computer all day, staring at the screen that takes a toll on your body if you're not getting up and getting active. So a tip, something that I definitely pay close attention to, if you're any sort of an entrepreneur, you're in this, you know, type of business, my recommendation to you is to definitely get serious about your health definitely get active, okay? Because sitting just in front of a computer all day, not good, not good for your body, not good for your mind either. You wanna stay sharp and stay focused. So I always try to schedule each week as far as like when I'm gonna go running, um, you know, when I'm gonna go, let's say lift weights or whatever it is that you do, do what you do, okay? But I would definitely recommend if you're, if you're serious about your business and your life and your health, get active. And the same thing too with your diet, uh, try to get that cleaned up. Because I've talked about this a little bit in the past on the podcast, but you know, just getting getting your health taken care of, getting your your diet taken care of, can have a dramatic impact on your energy and your mindset and your ability to get things done, your ability to stay productive for long periods of time, and that usually equates to running a better business and making more money, which is pretty darn awesome, right? So get serious about that kind of stuff. Do what you do. I'm not I'm not a health advisor here. I think I've mentioned before, I've really gotten serious about things like intermittent fasting and uh, trying to clean up my diet a lot. And it has helped me dramatically in terms of just my focus and all that stuff. But, you know, I know there are a lot of entrepreneurs out there that are extremely unhealthy. They don't take care of themselves. They don't take care of their bodies. They're just so focused with sitting in front of that damn computer making money that, you know, they let their health slip. And that's not good for anybody. Okay. So, do not be that person. Take your health serious. Your health is your wealth. Trust me on that, okay? So those are just, uh, guys, those are just some things I wanted to cover here today. I, I hope you found some value in it. I, I know I said this is going to be a little bit different than normal, but I wanted just to bring up some of the negative aspects of starting your own online business. Uh, again, it's not all roses. It's not all perfect, okay? These are just a handful of things that I thought were relevant. And again, hopefully... Some of you guys listening out there maybe can relate or at least understand and, uh, you know, just, just so that we can kind of start that conversation in the community. So if uh, you have anything to add, some other things that are troubling you or other things that you're going through that you want to mention, feel free to jump in our Facebook group. Go to privatelabelershow.com forward slash FB or comment on this episode, however you're listening to it. If you're on YouTube again, uh, make sure you subscribe, like the episode, and comment below. What did you think? Um, what do you have to add? That kind of stuff. So that about does it, guys. I'm going to wrap this one up. Go at it. Go kick some butt. Take some names. And uh, go make some money. I'll talk to you guys in the next one. Later. This episode of The Private Labeler Show has ended. Please show your support for the podcast by subscribing for more business strategies and tactics to help you build your empire. Also, make sure to leave us a review on iTunes. See you in the next episode.